0: Welcome to present truth broadcast with pastor Maxwell Ogaga. brought to you by present truth ministry a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word for more information and free downloads please visit www.pastormax.ng we'll continue with our series on Developing or cultivating a lifestyle of gratitude And we started talking about developing that life Cultivating or creating that life of gratitude And um, we want to build on that we, we talked about a lot of things on uh, Sunday On uh, the issue of gratitude And I'm hoping that by the Spirit of the Lord we can build on that and grow in that. And these messages ought not to be messages just uh, because they are good, but they are things that we should cultivate, they are things we should develop, they are things we should build on. And we said that we should be grateful as much as we can for the things that the Lord has provided for us. We do not take things for granted. Uh, we do not take our wives for granted We do not take our spouses for granted We do not take our husband for granted We do not take the things that the Lord Has provided for us For granted Okay let's go to First Corinthians chapter 10 And verse 11 Now he was talking about the children of Israel Alright And he was talking about uh, A lot of things that they were not doing properly So he talked about the complain the murmuring verse ten says, "No complain as some of them also complains so he uses the word some of them okay now i want you to note the word some of them we're talking about first corinthians chapter 10 and we are in verse 10 first corinthians chapter 10 and we are in verse 10 it says no complain as some of them also complained i want you to note the word some now some means that not everybody complained is that is that right if i say some people in the church are complaining it means not everybody in the church is complaining now that also means that if not everybody is complaining it also means that these same people who are complaining could have also not complained Okay, let me let me put it like this way. If I say some people in the church are complaining about certain things, it means that not everyone in the church is complaining. It also means that those who are complaining could have as well not complained. And it also means those who are not complaining could have as well do what complain. So the complaining was an issue of choice. They chose to complain. Uh, Do you, do you follow that now? They chose to complain. So what I'm trying to say in essence is I can complain about something and someone else do not complain about it. If I see some, if, if, for instance, if I come into this place and, uh, I'm, I'm walking in and my brother behind there greets me. I say, oh Pastor, good evening. I say, good evening. And I come in here and this, my brother here doesn't greet me. If I say, well, I think this brother is very proud. Is that going to affect my reaction to him it's going to affect my reaction to him why because of the way i'm thinking but if i say oh maybe he didn't see me is that going to affect my reaction to him yeah it's going to affect it differently Right? In a positive way. So, the same time I used to think that maybe he's proud, that's why he didn't greet me, is the same time I used to think that maybe he didn't see me and I'll reach out to greet him. But what is going to happen is that this is going to affect the way I relate to him. It's the same thing with complaining. The same time you look at an issue and complain about it, is the same time you're going to look at an issue and you're grateful to God about it so the same amount of time we're going to spend complaining is actually the same amount of time we can spend being what being grateful are are you following what i'm saying okay let's look at the way we prayed this evening we prayed with just thanking the lord for bringing us up up until this time thanking the lord for health thanking the lord for the good things god has done But you can also go to some prayer meetings and they say, well, you know, there's 24 hour miracle available. The year is not over until it's over. Don't count yourself out until the battle is over. Now, if we pray that way, now on this point, we are praying, Father, we thank you for bringing us up until this month. We thank you for leading us. We're grateful for your mercies. And you come here and you're praying, oh, the year is not over until it's over. There's midnight miracle, you know, all kinds of stuff. How are you going to feel when you leave this prayer meeting? How are you going to feel? You're going to feel thankful. You're going to feel, thank you, Lord. I thank you for bringing me to this month. How are you going to feel when you leave this prayer meeting? Oh, there's still much to be done. You're going to feel anxious. Are are you following what I'm saying? I'm looking at that face, some complaint. That means that we can go to church... And come back and because of the kind of messages we've heard or the kind of things we listen listened to, we go back complaining, feeling that God has not done enough. Or we can come to church and say, hey, come on, listen, I'm grateful to God. So some complained, let's go on now, and some not complain, and some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. So complaining opened the door to destruction complaining opened the door to destruction when, when the five loaves and two fishes were brought to Jesus, what did Jesus do? the scripture says Jesus lifted them up to the Father and thanked the Lord and blessed them and gave them to distribute but what did the disciples say? what are these among many people? the same five loaves and two fishes Jesus looked at it and said Lord I thank you Bless this and started distributing it and the disciples look at the same five loaves and say what are these among many? Some complained the choice don't think that everybody's complaining about the same things you are complaining about, not everybody but when Jesus did that, the anointing of increase came upon that food and when these old people also complained, what happened the Bible says the destroyer was released so complaining and grumbling and murmuring releases destruction it releases death You know our brothers right now in the East, they they want their own country. How did it start? Nobody got up and said, oh, we want our own country. How did it start? Complaining, grumbling. Oh, they're not treating us right. Oh, they're not doing this well. Oh, they're not doing this well. And before you know, complaining gets in it's the same thing with marriages if we start finding fault, we start complaining we start being ungrateful then we start saying oh i can't stay with you again i'm not sure i'll be able to stay with you again no marriage breaks up in one day it starts with a series of complaints and grumbling and being ungrateful and complaints and all that that's how it works no church gets disorganized in one day it starts with complaining and that's what happened in the book of Acts. The Bible says that the widows of the the widows that were not given their portion, they were complaining, and so the apostles had to set deacons. But what I'm saying is, we can move from the life of complaining and murmuring to becoming people who are what? Who are grateful to God. Verse 11, First Corinthians 10:11. Now all these things happened to them as examples and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come the scripture says that the incidents of the we're going to read them now that were recorded about the children of Israel were written for our examples how not to behave that when we read about them and we read about the implications of grumbling and and murmuring in their life we look at that and say hey no that's not the way I should behave they were written for our examples if we would look at the examples in the scriptures and learn from them then we will not repeat their mistakes now let's go to Romans chapter 15 and verse 4 let's go to Romans 15 and verse 4 Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. romans chapter 15 and verse 4. for whatever things were written before were written for our learning so when we look at the things that are written in the scriptures we can learn from them it says for whatever things were written before were written for what for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope so we see that the scriptures is where we can learn from we can pick examples from it so let's go back now and read three examples where the children of Israel complained let's go to Numbers chapter 11 Numbers chapter 11 they were written for examples so we want to see those examples now When the teacher gives you an example in class, two things, it helps you to be able to go back and do your own homework. So when we read these examples, we can take a look at our life and build from there. Numbers chapter 11, and we're going to read from verse 4 to 10. Numbers chapter 11, verse 4 to 10. It says now the mixed multitude. Now I want you to observe the word mixed multitude because the word mixed multitude also referred to what we read in 1st Corinthians where it says some of them complained. Right? And it was talking about some of the Egyptians who actually came with the Jews. Those are the mixed multitudes because some of the, uh, some of the Egyptians who stayed in the house that were not destroyed, some of them just joined the Exodus. Okay, verse 4. where am I? Numbers 11.4 Okay. Yielded to intense craving. Yielded to intense craving. That word intense craving in the literal Greek is that they lusted intensely. Now, if you follow that word carefully, you find out that it's almost the same word we talked about, covetousness. It's a longing for something you cannot afford something you don't have the capacity to have so you can see that the murmuring and the complaining did not just start it started because they were craving for certain things they were lusting after certain things when you want something so desperately and you don't have it what happens you resort to a life of grumbling and murmuring and complaining so they yielded to intense craving they have this intense craving they yielded to it now if the scripture says they yielded to intense craving it means that it is possible to have that intense craving and not yield to it am i right am i right yeah it's possible to oh this my car is not good again i need another car it's possible that you have that desire and you tell yourself no i'm going to take this for another year so if they yielded to it it means that you can also decide not to yield to it that's where i'm going don't live your life as if things are beyond your control like you know you're having covetousness walk through your life oh there's nothing i can do no there's something you can do if you're feeling ungrateful there's something you can do about it you can choose to be grateful so the bible says that they yielded to this craving now let's read on so the children of israel also wept and said who will give us meat to eat can you imagine (laughs) what were they crying for for meat that's what they were crying for meat was making them to cry Not when they say the children of Israel you know they were not talking about 10 years old these were adults have you ever come to the point in your life where you didn't eat meat for a while and you started crying I know some of you do (laughs) we remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt (laughs) the cucumbers, the melons the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. Now, instead of remembering what God has done for them, they were remembering the food that they were eating. Numbers chapter 11 and verse 6. They were remembering the food that they were eating. Now, it tells us that if we want to have a lifestyle of gratitude, we have to choose what we remember. Hello? Are are you still here? Now, if they had remembered and said, Oh, we thank God for delivering us from the hand of the Egyptians. what, What do you think will happen? Are they going to murmur or complain? No, they will not. But what did they choose to remember? The fish that they were not eating. But these were the same people who cried and said, Oh God, come and deliver us. So you see, people become ungrateful for remembering the wrong things. So I'll give you an example. Here you are. You have been helping your brother you've been giving your brother money just helping your brother just supporting your brother and one particular time your brother calls you and says hey can you help me with this and you say oh no i don't have and three months later your brother is so angry with you and they ask him why are you angry he said oh I, you know can you believe this my brother three months ago i asked him to just help me with this little amount of money and he did not help me and he starts complaining But do you know that this same person can choose to remember all the other times you have helped him and become grateful and say you know what i asked him the last time he didn't give me but four five times ago he was of the blessing to me what is changing his perception now what he chose to remember anybody who is grumbling or complaining is deciding to remember something else instead of what they should remember remember the scripture says we should learn from them as our examples right hello yeah so they chose to remember the fish but now verse 6 but now our whole being is dried up there's nothing at all except this manner before our eyes what they were calling this manner was angels food you see that when you become ungrateful even the things that are very special they are no longer special remember when people want to get married they do pre-wedding pictures they snap every time in fact if you don't come for their wedding they are angry they they are everywhere shining everywhere holding hands everywhere even where they shouldn't hold hands (laughs) they want to cross the gutter and both of them are holding hands that can even make them fall inside the gutter but they are just so much in love 10 years down the line that thing called marriage that was special is no longer special it's like hey you go to go where you came from camel go back to your father hippopotamus i don't want to marry you again what happened it has now come to the state of this manner when we become ungrateful even special provisions of the lord become very common to us you can be in a church and special the church is being of a blessing to you but when contentment and grumbly setting it becomes to say oh this pastor oh this their church oh this their I don't understand these people who they call Christians anymore what should be sacred becomes humane that's what ingratitude does now go on now the manna was like coriander seed and it's color like the color of Edmund. the people went about and gathered it ground on it millstones no and beat it in the mortar, cooked it in pans and made cakes of it and its taste was like the taste of pastry prepared with oil and when the dew fell on the camp in the night the manna fell on it. Then Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families so you see this adult has mentored their children in the art of disc- discontentment and ungratefulness can you imagine the way the children of Israel were camping the the tabernacle was in the middle and the all the tribes were around the 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 tabernacle in the middle where they worshiped the scripture says moses heard them crying all through their families if you ask them why were they crying they'll say meat you know that when you become ungrateful and you ask people sometimes why are they very ungrateful it's a very simple reason I remember one time I was counselling a couple having a bit of some marital crisis and uh, I asked what's the problem and the lady said oh you know the money is given to me to market last month this month is not enough it's too small I can't do anything with it I said okay did he give you money in January? He said yes. Was he enough? Say yes. February? Yes. March? Yes. April? Yes. May? Yes. June? Yes. July? Yes. August? Wasn't enough. September? Wasn't enough. Like seven months minus two months. It means there were more months that it was enough. Why don't you remember those ones? So if we choose to remember certain things, we can always live a life of gratitude. That when I'm becoming discontent, I can choose. I told them in the Finema church, I said i remember the day day then my wife was not here she wasn't worried when we started the church and i remember the day we were 11. i couldn't wait to call her and say hey you know what church is growing we were 11 today i can choose to remember that and be grateful and i come to church today and there are 100 people and maybe because of one brother who doesn't show up i get angry like these people don't like coming to church i can't forget that three years ago 11 was a huge number So, we can always remain grateful all the days of our life if we choose what we use our mind to remember. So, your gratitude is a function of your mind. Your gratitude is a function of your mind i remember someone coming to me and say well all the goals that are set this year none of them have come to pass and i just told him something it's people who are alive that set goals you know that changed his whole perception to like oh wow <laughs> if i were dead have you seen a dead man just come up out of the grave and say why you did you leave your grave say i'm so sad why are you so sad all the goals i set this year i didn't achieve them have you seen that it can happen in your nigerian films but i'm not sure In your know, nigerian films all kinds of things happen you even see dead people coming to eat and going back home i don't understand <laughs> you don't know but it doesn't happen why? Because life itself is what gives us hope for tomorrow. Because we are alive, then we can dream again. Because we are alive, then we can have hope for tomorrow. So the scripture says that they complained about the food. Then Moses heard the people weeping throughout the families. Everyone at the door of his tent and the anger of the Lord was greatly arose. Moses also was displeased. God was angry. When we are ungrateful, it doesn't make God happy. When we are ungrateful, it doesn't excite God. It's not something that God is excited about. Nobody is excited about being ungrateful. Even as human beings, nothing puts us off than ungratefulness, than ingratitude. Let's go to another example Numbers chapter 14 and verse 26 We're looking at all the examples You learned something from them Numbers chapter 14 Same numbers Chapter 14 verse 26 And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying How long shall I bear with this evil congregation Who complain against me I've heard the complaints Which the children of Israel make against me Verse 26, say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so will I do to you. The carcasses of you who have complained against me shall fall in this wilderness, all of you who were numbered according to entire number from 20 years old and above. Except, I want you to observe this word, except for Caleb, the son of Jophene and Joshua, the son of Nun. You shall by no means enter the land, which I saw, I will make you dwell in. So the scripture tells us in First Corinthians chapter 10 that some complained. That means some did not complain and here what was their complaint God was saying it's time to get into the land I promise you and they say oh there are giants in that land they are going to kill us God is wicked he brought us here to kill us and God says no as you have spoken to my ears so shall I do unto you except for these two guys Joshua and Caleb because they were like we are well able to get into the land one thing I observe about anger and ingratitude when you're angry and when you're ungrateful is that you say a lot of things you shouldn't say and your words are powerful your words are very powerful I'm I'm learning I'm still learning it I'm very cautious of my words in fact one of the things I'm doing right now is you know when I want to make certain examples I don't even use myself I say for instance someone because I discovered my words are powerful some of us when we are angry we just talk ah if 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 you are lying against me or if i'm lying against you let the ground open let it swallow me let me not see the end of the year you just talk you just talk and you just utter words that later haunt you in life when you are ungrateful you say things that you shouldn't say Oh, in fact, let nobody help me again. I don't even want anybody to help me. Let everybody just leave me, let me die. The next month. Oh, I don't know why people are not helping me. You just said nobody should help you again. They should leave you to die. Why are you complaining? Oh, in fact, I, know, people just complain. In fact, I want to be on my own now. I want to be on my own. And tomorrow... Oh, nobody's even visiting me. You said, you want to be on your own? I said it out of anger. They don't get angry. As you have spoken to my ears, so shall I do unto you. Ingratitude makes us say things we shouldn't say. I don't know what kind of husband I married, sir. <laughs> He's a God kind. How have this kind of children. I said I wanted two. Now we have four. I don't know which these two, what kind of children they are. This <laughs> is just ungrateful. You're just ungrateful. Whoa! I don't know why I said yes to you. I should have said yes to the other guy that was coming from Patani. <laughs> it's because you're ungrateful. We must understand that the moments of ingratitude are the moments we utter words that we shouldn't utter mark 11 23 24 says we would have what we say every time you're tempted to complain know that what the enemy really wants to achieve is for you to say things about your life about people about your church that you shouldn't say about your nation that you shouldn't say and the bible says the double-minded man shall receive nothing from the lord let's look at another example deuteronomy chapter one Let's go to deuteronomy chapter one and uh, we're going to read verse 26. Are you learning something? Yes, I can hear you. Are you learning something? All yes, uh, right, Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 26. Let's be a, gr- a grateful church. Let's be a grateful people. Amen. Yes. Let's learn to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Verse 26. Numbers 1, 26 to 27. Nevertheless, you will not go up. But rebelled against the the command of the Lord your God, and you complained in your tents. Now, this one was not a complaint where they were crying. This one was the ones who complained in our beds, in our rooms. You know, the one nobody knows. This one we're not complaining to people, we're just complaining to ourselves. It says you complained in your tents, and said, Look at what they said. This is children of Israel, because the Lord hates us. (laughs) He has brought us out of the land of Egypt. To deliver us into the hand of the amorites don't destroy us can you see that hey do you remember just in exodus here they were crying and said lord come and deliver us right and now the lord has delivered them and they had to go through the wilderness you know what they say oh because you hate us that's why you brought us from egypt Oh, because you hated me. That's why you went to bring me from my father's house. In fact, I was living in peace until you came to marry me. And this was the same woman who said, oh, the wedding date is too far. Let's bring it closer. But now she's saying, oh, because you, if you had left me in my father's house, I would allow more peace. <laughs> That's what happens, right? He says, oh, the Lord hated us. Can you see people looking at the Lord and saying, God, you hate us. That's why you delivered us. That's what Ingratitude does. It makes you to even go against the very people who are for you. It makes you to talk against the very people who are fighting your cause. When we become ungrateful, instead of seeing the goodness of God, what do we see? The wickedness of God. Right? I just gave you an example. We can come to church and say, Father, we thank you. Oh God, we're so grateful for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the gift of health. And you can go to another church. And they say, oh, don't give up. Don't give up. <laughs> the year will not be over until it's over. Anybody will sitting on your blessing this final time. You know, 24 hour miracle. And then you, you leave this kind of church. You're excited about life. You're grateful to God. And you leave this other one. <laughs> and you're suspecting everybody. I hope you're not the one sitting on a miracle. I hope you're not the one. I hope you're not the one. You go home, look at your wife, and you you look like you're sitting on something. Please stand up. You know, you're just angry at everybody. The dog comes out to greet you, you kick the dog. I don't know if the spirit possessed you. What happened? You're looking instead of looking at the goodness of God. You're looking at the wickedness of God. If God is good, why don't I have this by now? And remember, what started it? Or a craving for something. A craving for something. I want us to look, see, I want you, I really want us to do something as a church. I want us to end this year with so much joy like we've never ended the year before. Just be grateful to God. Just be thankful to God. Just end this year rejoicing just being happy being excited that the lord has brought you to the end of the year i don't know personally in my life i don't know if there's more year. i've heard more people dead than this year i don't just know why people just dying everywhere young old all kinds of things you just turn on the news this is gone that is gone now you're wondering why is everybody dying and leaving us here yeah you remember the mercy of god you remember the goodness of god you remember the, the faithfulness of god over you and your family and the devil doesn't make you to complain second timothy chapter one chapter three and verse one to five so let's read something in the new testament and i found this very interesting today as i read it second timothy chapter three and that's why it's important to be in every meeting in church. It's very important because for the people who are not here right now, there's no way they're going to learn this. And some people, even if they miss service, they will not ask for the CDs. It's not... So, oh, I'll be, oh, sorry, I will come on Sunday. <laughs> but you know, every time God asks us to gather, he's, He wants to teach us something. And it's important we we'll make ourselves available to just learn that. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1 to 5. And even if you are in the service, make sure you get the CDs. They are free on WhatsApp now. You don't have to pay for them. And listen to it over and over again. Don't listen and say, oh, I wish my wife was here. This message is for my wife. No, no, no. Don't go that way. you never hear what the Lord is saying for you. Amen. You receive it first and then you can teach. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1 to 5. Verse 1 to 5. Yeah, it's fine. We'll stop at verse uh yeah let's read but now know second timothy chapter 3 but notice that in the last days perilous times will come now try to describe the last days people say all kinds of things about the last days i don't want to go there now verse 2 for men will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boasters proud blasphemous disobedience to parents unthankful i want you to observe that word that one of the signs that god pointed out that was going to be so strong in the last days was that people will be unthankful and you know it's almost looking like in this generation you have to tell people to remember to say thank you do you know like you have to literally say can't you say thank you they say ah, thank you sir it was in my heart before we don't need it there say it why are you keeping it in your heart your thanks is not for your heart you have to save and i want you to observe one thing look at the next verse it says unholy unforgiving slanderous without self-control brutal despisers of good traitors headstrong haughty Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. I want you to observe the category in which ungratefulness or unthankfulness was placed in. It was placed in among people who are not holy. Look at the sets that goes with unthankfulness. What are they set? Proud, blasphemous, disobedient to prayers, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders these are the kind of people that work in that if you want to look for ingratitude in a class you go look for this kind of people you find it in that class that means it's not something that we should possess learn to say thank you learn to be grateful have that attitude of gratitude always it's very simple when I drive home and I get to the house I just say thank you lord learn it it's very easy to say thank you lord when you wake up in the morning don't say ah you know sometimes you wake up in the morning and rain is falling I say ah bonnie, bonnie, bonnie what kind of place is this rain falls all the time say thank you the sun comes up you know people complain about everything sometimes I'm amazed they're like oh the rain is too much the rain is too much what is it safe? ah this rain, this rain and then the sun starts, ah, why is rain not falling? Why is rain not falling? Small rain like this that we're asking for God is giving us this sun. <laughs> and you know, there are some people in our lives like that, they're never satisfied. They are never, yeah, some people you will never satisfy. You greet them, it's a problem. Ah, you've greeted me before now, you greeted me in the morning. <laughs> you say, oh sorry. And then you don't greet them, you say, ah, can't you greet? And you don't know what to do. So the next time you see them you just run off and they say oh i saw you you were running (laughs) because you don't know what's going to place them but live a life of gratitude amen live a life of gratitude make that choice let's do some scriptures quickly just simple readings psalm 9 verse 1 psalms chapter 9 verse 1 i want us to be a church that is full of gratitude In fact, you shouldn't start, and we're going to read that, you shouldn't start prayers without thanksgiving. Learn to thank the Lord. Thanksgiving is an act of faith. Psalms chapter 9 and verse 1. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of your marvelous works that means telling of god's marvelous works is a type of thanksgiving to tell of the goodness of god to tell of the works of god hallelujah i said hallelujah let's go to philippians chapter four philippians chapter four and verse six to seven you know one of the things you should do why it's important to come with writing materials to church you, you you should write all these scriptures down, okay? They form part of your spiritual growth. So, what do you do when you go back home? You start reading these scriptures and start meditating on them. That's how you grow, and that's why it's important to write, to document, and you start thinking and praying over them. Okay, it's not just oh, we have to do it because we're in church. No, it's like you're being trained to walk in righteousness, okay. I said Philippians have to walk Chapter 4 and verse 6 to what? 7. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. That means prayers and supplication must go with what? With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Colossians chapter 3. I'll see that. Verse 16 to 17. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 to 17. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 to 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in Psalms, And hymns and spiritual songs. Look at this. Singing with grace or with gratitude in your hearts to the Lord. Singing with gratitude in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Singing with gratitude in your heart. You should have moments in your life where you're washing the plates and you're singing where you're cooking and you're singing all right it's not that you're cooking you complain about the fire you know sometimes I wonder I wonder when you know sometimes people are cooking right now and they're complaining oh complain about everything and you remember how parents used to cook the first thing is there was no kerosene all right so if you wanted to cook means like when you say when you say go and prepare the fire to cook you know that you're going to spend 30 minutes just blowing the fire because the only thing you have access to will be going to your neighbor who already had fire to take a piece of coal and then you have to learn how to use that coal to make fire and you have to watch the fire you can't just put food and go and be chatting on facebook you have to make sure the fire is burning but right now you don't even have to use gas you just plug the light and you're still complaining what does that tell us? It's just our mindset It's just our mindset Praise God It says we sing with gratitude in our hearts With grace in our hearts Let's do two more scriptures And then we close Psalm 107 verse 8 to 9 So I'm giving you scriptures from the Old and the New Testament Psalm 107 verse 8 to 9 Psalm one hundred seven, verse eight to nine. Psalm one hundred seven, eight to nine. Oh, that man would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. You know this is a song, right? You know the song. Yeah. Oh, that man. Could give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. His wonderful works. Praise the name of the Lord. Last scripture: First Corinthians chapter one and verse four to five. So, thanksgiving releases the spirit of increase. Thanksgiving magnifies the goodness of God in our life. Thanksgiving helps us to see The goodness of God Thanksgiving helps us to Experience the blessings of the Father First Corinthians chapter 1 Verse 4 to 5 I thank my God always concerning you For the grace Of God Which was given to you by Christ Jesus That you were enriched in everything by him In all utterance In all knowledge I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of god which was given to you by christ jesus if there's anything first corinthians 1 4 if there's anything we should thank god for it's the grace that is available in jesus the grace that makes us clean the grace that makes us the righteousness of god in christ jesus the grace that makes us redeemed. The grace that made us to be able to call ourselves the sons and the daughters of the Most High God. The grace that helps us that when we lay hands on the sick, we can see them recover. So I thank my God for the grace of our Lord Jesus. You know, without the grace of God, we cannot be children of God. So if there's nothing we, we can thank God for We can thank God for his grace Hallelujah Let's lift up our hands and just thank the Lord for a moment Oh hallelujah Let's just bless his holy name Oh thank you Lord Jesus Oh thank you Father Oh we give you praise Jesus Oh houses. Oh hallelujah Father we lift our hands And we say thank you Jesus Oh the name of the father we lift our hands we say thank you lord we say thank you jesus we say we're grateful father we're grateful lord for your mercy oh hallelujah for keeping us for taking care of us for guiding us from saving us from things that should have hurt us and harm us for taking care of our kids for making our grace abound to us financially, for causing increase to come upon our lives. With a grateful heart, oh God, we lift our voice and we say, Father, we're thankful. Oh, 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 Father God. Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell O'Gaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at or call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.